0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. This news is that Donald Trump has not only said that he won't take part. In the uh, primary debate for the Republican nomination, this being hosted by Fox News, he is going to counter-program against it by uh, taking part in an interview with former Fox host Tucker Carlson. With us is Larry Donnelly, who is law lecturer at the University of Galway and columnist with the Journal.ie. Larry, Fox News had bent over backwards to try to coax Donald Trump into joining the debate. Looks like they failed.
1: It does look that way, and you know there are two schools of thought on this. One is that Donald Trump is so far ahead. Uh, there's been a lot of bad press and publicity lately. Why would he give his opponents a forum to uh, hit him in the back with? Uh, I would actually take a different view. I think if you look back to two thousand and sixteen in particular, where Donald Trump shone and where he cemented the fact that he would be a Republican nominee was in the debates because uh, he got up on stage, he gave his followers red meat, uh, he lashed out at other candidates, uh, and he, you know again that 's probably why he became the Republican nominee and ultimately president in two thousand and sixteen so i 'm just not so sure about the wisdom. Uh, of ignoring this debate.
0: Although, Larry, back in 2016, he had that great advantage that they used to say governors had and senators didn't. He didn't have a record. He was the non-politician. There was very little that he could be attacked for. If he goes up in the debate now, he has January the 6th and four separate indictments that he has to deal with
1: that that's a fact but but Anton the reality is uh none of that has daunted uh his supporters at all if anything it's only emboldened them uh if he got up on the debate stage and simply repeated his talking points which is that this is a partisan witch hunt that he is uh the victim of political persecution that uh you know looked at the democrats and the left are out to get him uh that would be a lot of red meat. And i think what might might uh very much please his supporters um, but on the other hand i think oftentimes those of us in the political bubble tend to overplay the importance of these things. I'm just not so so sure uh, how many people uh, are going to be watching the debate. Uh, you know, and look, at the same time, uh, he certainly will try to suck all the oxygen out of this that he can in terms of media attention, which he will, both by virtue of the, the interview that he does, which I'm not convinced will have a huge viewership. But more to the point, I think the fact that he's going to have to present himself Uh, later in the week uh, in terms of his most recent indictment. That will probably suck up most uh, of the media coverage. But again, uh, I still think he would be better served uh, by going to the debate.
0: It has to be said, though, that the people who are going to be at the debate are significantly failing when it comes to momentum. Most notably, Ron DeSantis never has air gone out of a balloon so fast.
1: Yeah, and this goes back to something that people who know Ron DeSantis you know, well or have been around him a lot ha- have said since the beginning. And it's something I tended to discount, to be frank, uh, which is that the more you get to know Ron DeSantis, the less you like him, that there is a real big charisma void there. Uh, and in terms of policies and everything else, you would think that for the Trump faithful, uh, Ron DeSantis would be a very palatable alternative. Indeed, in many instances, he's been running to Donald Trump's right. Uh, on lots of issues, yet uh, he's folded. In, and I think a lot, uh, in large part, it's down to the fact that he just can't connect uh, with broad swathes of the conservative electorate that uh, Donald Trump clearly was able to. So he's come back to the field. Now, obviously, that will offer some encouragement to uh, the other candidates. But the reality is they're all playing catch up. And if you look at the polling now, uh, Donald Trump is at least 30 points ahead uh, in every major poll, both at state level uh, and at national level. I, from, my, from my vantage point, it's very hard to see uh, him being caught at this stage.
0: What do you expect in relation to the debate in the absence of Donald Trump? Because DeSantis is a highly qualified lawyer, former Navy lawyer, and Chris Christie was the man who was coaching Donald Trump for the debates and a very seasoned debater himself.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, look, Christie has a lane. Uh, I think it's a limited lane, which is the anti-Trump lane. I think he will probably amplify that. Uh, now, the role DeSantis plays is going to be very interesting to watch because, uh, you know, he, he has to do this very careful dance uh, where he both on the one hand seeks to distinguish himself and to make out the case for him, uh, and on the other hand uh, to attack Trump, but not in such a way uh, that could alienate the people who have gravitated towards Trump. And this is an important point because, look, around a third of the Republican grassroots are with Donald Trump no matter what. They are the diehards. But there's another cohort who have clearly drifted his way because uh, they do think that this is politically motivated, the indictments, etc., how Desantis is able to lure them back—it's uh, really, really tough task. So again, it'll be interesting to watch the posturing uh, of the different candidates, but uh, they're really playing—you know—going straight uphill. It's a straight uphill battle for all of them.
0: Meanwhile, this takes place at a time where, for some Americans, they have much more significant things on their mind—that being earthquakes and floods and fires, of course, in, in Maui. Let's start with with Los Angeles—a combination of both significant uh, tropical storm rain and an earthquake.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's really horrific uh, weather events that, that are you know, coming, to, coming to pass uh, in the United States. And look, this is the most rainfall uh, in certain parts of Los Angeles since the 1930s. I believe records have been set. Uh, and obviously the human toll that this will take uh, is, is obviously horrific. Um, and, you know, and again, of course, it brings up the issue of climate change, which is very real, yet uh, which if you go by the, the polling data, Uh, Americans are more unlikely to uh, subscribe to than most people around the world. So uh, I don't know. I mean, all we can say is that uh, we hope that, uh, you know, these weather events pass with the minimal uh, amount of lives lost and disruption, et cetera. But uh, it does bring to the fore, again, uh, this issue of climate change and when when and if uh, people are going to react to it.
0: And as the people of of Los Angeles and, of course, Las Vegas, because there's significant flooding through Vegas, are dealing with um, rainfall and dealing with earthquakes in California, the aftermath of the fires, those devastating fires in Maui, we see Joe Biden heading to Maui. He seems to be doing that a bit late in the day
1: well i i'm not so sure I mean a, a lot of people on the ground uh, reportedly have said that you know look, we appreciate the president's you know good wishes and everything, but we didn't want i mean look at look at what goes into uh, a President of the United States coming somewhere uh, It involves an awful lot of security apparatus, an awful lot of policing, awful lot of resources. And look, those resources are probably better dedicated to uh, fighting the fires on the ground. So in some respects, uh, I know that the immediate impulse of a lot of people is the president should be there. He has to be there immediately. But in other respects, you know, when it comes down to brass tacks, his visit would detract an awful lot of attention uh, from what needs to be done. So look, I think it's very important that he's there. I think it's very important that he shows uh, solidarity with the people who've been so adversely affected. I think it's very important that he provide financial and other support. Uh, to those people who are affected. So yes, it's good that he's there, but should he have jumped on a plane immediately? Uh, I think, uh, you know, again, look, I think a lot of people are using this as a stick to beat him with when the reality is uh, it's probably better that he waited a little Uh, bit. is,
0: Is there not a precedent though? I mean, I think back to George W. Bush failing to show up in New Orleans soon after Katrina and the sense that had he been there, it would have been such a gesture of solidarity from the federal government. Is there no sense of the same? That the mere fact of the president showing up says the federal government and the other states care.
1: Well, look, he is showing up. I I, I think the timing is is the other issue. He is going to be there. And he said from the very beginning, uh, that he was going to to make the trip. Uh, I think that in terms of the Bush and Katrina, uh, there are probably separate issues at play there. And, and certainly, when it comes to Hawaii or Alaska, these you know the two states that are very far removed uh, from the continental U.S. Obviously, there's a sentiment there that you know we don't really count. And I, and I take your point on that one. But still, all things considered, uh, I think that the reality is they needed to fight the battle on the ground. Uh, And now the president is there. I mean, he can't really do much. Obviously, solidarity is important, but he can't do much. And what they needed to do uh, had to be done. And they didn't need the distraction of a presidential visit uh, when that happened initially. So, look, I I welcome the fact he's going there. I think it's vitally important for all the reasons you say. uh, But I'm just not so sure that he had to get on a plane immediately.
0: Uh, by the way, one more on the topic of Biden. You may not have the numbers to hand, uh, Larry, but if you do, you, you said Trump was leading the Republican primaries by about 30% when he is stacked up as the likely Republican contender uh, against Biden. What are the current polls showing uh, for the two of them?
1: They're neck and neck. I mean, that, that's the reality. They're neck and neck. And, you know, and people should know uh, that if they're neck and neck percentage wise, that actually gives the Republican, in this instance, Donald Trump, uh, a significant advantage given the realities of the electoral college system. Uh, now, I happen to think that those numbers will probably shift uh, in time. And I think that the ongoing litigation, everything else that Donald Trump Uh, is tied up in. I don't think that's going to help him uh, with the crucial cadre of voters who decide these things. Uh, But the reality is we're looking at a close run fight. And I should say, we're also looking at a fight that I think most Americans, two thirds uh, of people polled, say they don't want. They wish that neither Donald Trump uh, nor Joe Biden uh, were candidates for president in 2024. So the sad reality is I think we're staring down the barrel uh, of an ugly, uninspiring rematch.
0: Larry, thank you. Larry Donnelly, law lecturer at the University of Galway and columnist with the journal.ie coming The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.